Welcome to the F1 Fangirls Podcast. I'm Hayden. And I'm Lyra. And we're two best friends covering everything from the paddock to the podium. Hey everybody and welcome to the first episode of the F1 Fangirls Podcast. We are so excited to be here. On this week's episode, we are going to be diving into all of the drama that's happened this past month. We're going to be talking a little bit about us and how we got into F1, and we're also going to be going team by team and driver by driver, just talking a little bit about them and their history and just explaining all the things F1 for those of you, for those of you that are new here. So let's get started. Okay. My dad has always been an F1 fan, and he's always loved Ferrari, as you can tell by the flag, and so I used to watch it with him when I was younger. And I took a break for it, from it for a long time. But then on my Instagram and like TikTok and all that, I was seeing like Charles and Carlos and all them. And it just kind of reminded me about it. And then I got back into it. I love that. <laughs> With me, I, okay. So I met Lyra. And honestly, I do not remember our first interaction of meeting. I don't either. It was very much just like we met and then over time we just became really close. We have a class together and then um, F1 was definitely one of the things that I think like really grew our relationship. I remember vividly we were sitting at lunch together and I, I so wish I could get this picture but she showed me a picture of Charles and I just was like oh, he's really cute. And that definitely just really, like, set off the obsession from them. (laughs) Um, And that, and then Drive to Survive. And we're going to explain a little bit more about Drive to Survive, but Drive to Survive is a Netflix show. It's amazing. I would 100% recommend it if you're new to F1. You have no idea what it is. That is something that helped me tremendously just learn so much about the sport because they literally dive into every driver, every team, every episode is a new episode about drivers and teams. And they just very much go into detail explaining about the driver's lives, their background, their routines, the drama, just everything. And that was something that like totally got me into it because it felt like I was like, there and I knew it was happening so that was so helpful I will definitely re- recommend Doctor's Vibe if you're new to F1 but that was something that just totally like it just like clicked and I was like oh I like really like this yes. because I came over to your house like we watched races together and it was it was like she was my friend and she loved F1 so I was supporting her in that and then she recommended me watch then to I watch Doctor's Survive and then I got hooked yes so that was just how we both got into it and just from there and one reason why we really started this podcast was just because we both love it so much and we both talk about it so much we're like we should start a podcast because it's both something that we love so much it makes sense (laughs) something that is super cool is the gen z generation there was a few articles that came out one specifically from red bull just talking about how Gen Z and the Gen Z girls of the F1 generation are driving F1 as a sport. And we're, of course, a part of that generation. And we just wanted to be really the first one to just like jump in there and start a podcast. So yes, we're so very excited to start this. And I mean, I think we're ready to get into it. Yes, let's do it. So 
I think we're going to start at the very top of the food chain. Yes, Red Bull. Let's start with Red Bull. Okay, so mm, their drivers, they have Max Verstappen yes. and Sergio Perez, but yes. his nickname is Checo, which can him, get confusing. We call him, we we call call him, him Checo. Checo. <laughs> so let's start with Max because... He's world champion. Yes. And also something, there's... Num- they don't really specify, but there's number one and number two drivers. Yes, yes. And you can really just tell what the team values more based on drivers. 100%, yes. Just, just based on seeing everything. Yes. You'll, you'll, you'll see that. So Red Bull obviously did really, really well this year. They finished with 860 points. That's double this person in second place. Which is Mercedes. That's which crazy. has 409, point, 409 points. So they definitely dominated, dominated this <laughs> yes, season. For sure. And Max definitely dominated this season. Yes. So this was his third world championship in a row. So they've been dominating for three years yes. now. And we both think that they're going to dominate this season. As sad it is it, as it is, we do, <laughs> yes. we do think they're going to be really competitive this season. For sure. Just based on their car, Fast. which hasn't been announced yet, but we're very excited. Yes, that's coming up um, February 15th mm-hmm. is Red Bull's car launch. So Very excited for that. Yes. And then Checo? He, I mean, he came in second place in the championship, which is good, but people are trying to decide if that's good enough for him to keep a seat for yes. upcoming years. And this past season... Checo did well. He just, I don't think he performed in the way that Red Bull wanted him to. Agreed. He very much just was struggling. And I definitely feel that, like, being in Max's shadow, not it's that. It's hard. It's hard. It is hard. And, I mean, Max needs to have the right teammate because of how. Aggressive his driving yes, style is. So, I just think that poor Checo is. He's getting hated on. He is getting hated on. He doesn't on, really deserve it. He also, I think, is nearing that time where he's getting a little bit older. And I think yes. he may retire very soon. Yes. And not this season, but the next season. So next year is where drivers' contracts are all. Ever so the end of this season is where drivers, a lot of drivers' contracts are coming to an end. So this end of this season is going to be absolutely a lot insane of musical chairs yes with where drivers are gonna go and who's retiring who's leaving who's going to every team so For this sure. season is going to be insane oh yes and we're get, we're gonna get into the drama but there has been so much a stuff that's already happening, happened yes. and the season hasn't even started yet <laughs> so that's a little bit about red bull yes are we ready to move into mercedes yes i think so so mercedes drivers are lewis hamilton and george Russell. Russell. <laughs> 44, 63. <laughs> so Lewis Hamilton is a seven-time world champion, which That's is crazy. insane. Imagine holding seven world titles. That is, I don't think anyone can really compare to that. No. Anyone on the grid currently. And we're very sad to announce that this morning we got the news that... <sighs> Lewis Hamilton is leaving Mercedes and going to Ferrari. For the 2025 season. Which was completely and utterly shocking because I thought it was a joke. I thought they were joking. Oh, same. I was, I, 
was just very confused. Essentially, for people who don't know, Lewis Hamilton is Mercedes. Mercedes is Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton has been racing at Mercedes since he was 13 years old. He's 39 years old now. Yes, he's so been connected for He's a while. been racing at Mercedes forever. We both thought he would never leave Mercedes. And I he's going he'd to retire Ferrari. at Mercedes. Oh, really? absolutely. That just didn't seem in the cards for him. That was an absolute wild card. Wild card. For sure. That was something, and I will say, about F1, that is something that is so, that definitely just pulled me in because it is so fast-paced. There's always something going on, and there's, that is something that, like, if you're an F1 fan, you know that there's always something going on, and things can change like that. Like, if you're not performing, if your car's not performing, if the team's not performing, there are so many things that can lead up to the moves and the switches of F1, and that's why it's so exciting, because it's so fast-paced and just all over the place. So, that was big news this morning. That was really big news. And, I mean, I'm sad that he's leaving Mercedes. I just... That's something I never could have seen coming. No. Because they kind of built their team almost around him. And their team principal, Toto Wolf, they've been, like, close for forever. Absolutely. And so he's his contract expires 2026. So, so he I thought, out of it really early. Yeah. I thought they would just stay together because they're, like, the team. Like, yes. when you hear Mercedes, you think Lewis Hamilton, Toto. Absolutely. Like, you think of... When I think of Mercedes, I think of Lewis Hamilton. Exactly. It's going to be crazy, just, like, not him there anymore. Just, like, who Mercedes' identity, new identity. Yes. Like, new. Who's going to step up. New it guy is going to be. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) So, that was crazy. And then we have George Russell, who is Lewis Hamilton's teammate. And Lewis Hamilton is obviously the number one. Um, George is number two. George also did not perform well last season at all. Not for Mercedes. And I definitely... It was shocking to me when, like, they put George in a Mercedes seat. <laughs> kind of jumping from, he was at, his previous team was Williams, which was, it's like, bottom five team out mm-hmm. of the ten, and he just jumped up the ranks, like, way up there. Yes, way that up there. That was interesting. Because who was in the seat before him? Who was it? Um, was it I think it was Nico. Was it oh, Nico? yes. Rosberg. It was one of those drivers in the seat before him. Anyways, yes. they got replaced, and George got put in that seat, and he just hasn't been performing. And, I mean, it's really hard. Also, in the same way as Max and Checo, as it is Lewis and whoever Lewis's teammate is. Because yes. when you have that caliber of a driver at your team, like, you have to put them with a teammate that is either just as good and is going to be a challenge, or... I mean, that overshadows them. So that's definitely sad, but yes. I don't know what's going to happen with George. I don't either. Because, like, oh, it was Valtteri who was his teammate. Who's, he's on the grid for another team. But, yes. like, I felt like they could kind of rely on him mm-hmm. to just have, like, someone to fall back on. Like, if they yeah. need to switch the people, they yes. knew Valtteri was going to agree to that. And they could always rely on Lewis to perform. Yes, and even if Valtteri wasn't. And, yes, they still have him for... The 2024 season, but 2025 is going to be really, really interesting just for a lot of teams. It's unpredictable, really. And very unpredictable for, um, yeah, just every every team. (laughs) Truly, yes. So that's just 
that's a little bit Mercedes, and we can definitely go into more detail about yes, these teams I'm later sure on if anyone has happening. any questions. But we can move on Ferrari. to Ferrari next. Yes. All right. So their principal is Fred Vasseur, and then they have Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz yes. for their drivers. And Ferrari finished in the Constructors' Championship with 406 points. So they were just a few points behind Mercedes. I thought they were going to catch them. We, yeah, gonna we did honest. think they were going to catch yes. them. But, so... Charles is number one, and Carlos is number two. Yes. And so... And those are also not to mention our favorite drivers. Yes. Our favorite driver is Carlos. <laughs> Mine is Charles. And we also got the shocking news, not only today, yes, today. And, like we said, Lewis Hamilton is going to Ferrari. And... That means that one of our favorite drivers loses their seat, and that was Carlos. Carlos. So that was definitely shocking news for me. I was 100%. not expecting that. And I'm a new F1 fan, so it was definitely like hard for me because I loved him at Ferrari, and obviously I'll support him wherever he goes. It's just I love Ferrari, and then him moving to a different team. And it's, it's totally going to be unpredictable. Like We don't oh, know yeah. where he's going to go for 2025. Because it's rumored, it's not confirmed at all yet, that he's going to Audi in 2026. Audi is not a team in Formula 1 yet, but they are going to be in 2026. So, obviously, they need those seats filled, and Carlos Carlos Sainz is one of their... Drivers. Yeah, so-called drivers. So, that was shocking. Yes. Um, And... Just so shocking this morning. That was... That's definitely just something that we would never expect (laughs) to happen, but yes, he's racing... For this 2024 season. So we'll get to see That's him for good. the yes. last time in a Ferrari First this season. First and last full season. Which is so sad. Yes, for and sure. we have Charles. Yes, who re-signed have... last yes. week. So that's Resi- good. Resigned last week, which, funny story, we <laughs> were both in the car on the way to school, and I was behind her. And um, I read the post, and I just read it very quickly, and I thought it said resigned, and I, like, panicked. And I was like, there's no way. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I saw the dash and I was like, oh, re-signed. And then I get out of my car and she's in front of me. We were like freaking out. Yes. And we both did the same thing. Because like, I don't know what the lettering was. It just like looked like resigned. Yeah. I was like so in panic. And then I was like, oh, re-signed. Contract extension. Thank you. (laughs) Which has its ups and downs for him. Because Ferrari is one of those teams where like, they're either really in their highs or really in their lows. Yes, absolutely. Which, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. For sure. It's a roller coaster being a Ferrari fan. Oh, yes. If you're getting of into emotions. F1. I mean. I wouldn't recommend yeah. Ferrari. It's your first team choice. Yeah. Even though we love it so much. And yes. it's something that near, We're still near always going to gonna support. Yes. Um, and then a little bit more about Charles. He actually has a pretty sad backstory like, yes if agreed. you're watching drive to survive and you get to the charles episode just be prepared to yes. sob it will explain I everything yes um he essentially lost i think you can explain it better than yeah. i can okay i'll explain it so he lost his dad at pretty young age i think he was around 17 and then that weekend he had to go and race because he was in formula two which is sort of the step before you get to F1. And so he had to go and race. And then, like, within a couple of months, he lost his godfather, who was his older brother's best friend. And that was really hard on him because he passed away, actually, in an F1 car. 
in a terrible accident. It will also explain that in Drive to Survive. And then he had to go and race that weekend, and I believe he won the race. He went from, like, blast, like, bottom to, like, he came through and won the race, which obviously proved him, like, so much. And he was driving for for Alfa Romeo at the time, which they changed to now. They're stake F1 team now. Yes, yes. But... That definitely just proved him, and then obviously he signed on with Ferrari, Ferrari, which was his dream because it was always Jules, his godfather's dream, to drive a Ferrari. Yes. So that's definitely why it's super sad and yes. why he has a super sad backstory, but it just proves him as a driver and himself and just his character. He's just he's not only a great person, but a great driver. Yes, and he's carrying on Jules' legacy, which is really great. So, I mean, I can applaud him for yes. that. Yes, yes. We very much love Ferrari as a team. They're a great team and have great drivers. So we're very excited to see them hopefully excel this season. Yes. And also not to mention, we know that Lewis is a seven-time world champion. That is very important for Ferrari. Ferrari hasn't won since, what, a world championship in how long? I think Sebastian, not Sebastian Vettel. Maybe Michael Schumacher was their last That's, world championship. So it's winner. been years and years. He retired since they, a while ago. <laughs> they won a world championship. So maybe with Lewis, we'll get another world championship. That would be amazing. It's very hopeful and very hopeful for us. It's maybe not likely, but as Ferrari fans, we like to think <laughs> we like to think the best of things. One hundred percent. So we're hoping for the best for Ferrari this year. Yes. Now let's get into. Mercedes or McLaren I'm sorry yes McLaren finished with 302 points so they definitely were a little bit behind Ferrari but they still did well they started from the very bottom very bottom and it just worked so hard to get up there and it really paid off for them yes so their principal is Zach Brown and they have Lando Norris who's their number one driver and Oscar Piastri who's the rookie who's their number two driver yes and Oscar Piastri was rookie of the year last year not well this year. deserved well deserved <laughs> and a little bit about so the transition from formula two to formula one essentially when you're a kid like i mean middle school age yes, yes. you start in go-karting and it's most prominent over in the like europe yes it's europe, not really yes. prominent here there's only one actually american f1 driver Logan <laughs> Sargent. Grid, yes um he races for williams <laughs> and then you go up into formula two which is our age like 16 yes and up and then formula three formula two and then finally formula one and usually well we can get a little bit more into like the f2 yes, yes. drivers because actually there's been some F2 drivers that we love that have come up into F1 as reserve drivers, which reserve drivers essentially just mean that if one of the drivers that have the seat at the team gets hurt or injured, the reserve drivers can take their place and drive for them while the other drivers are hurt. So Oscar Piastri came in and he, I mean, he dominated this season. He did really, really well. Unexpected, really. And he really did earn the title of Rookie of the Year. I mean, he was, what, like, how many points off from Lewis's Hamilton? Lewis he was five points away from best rookie season ever, which is crazy. And the fact they were both racing for McLaren for their rookie season, yes. that's kind of ironic. That's so cool. 
Yes. And then Lando, also, he did pretty good this season. Yeah. Podiums. I mean, he really proved himself. I think yeah. he needed the confidence. Yes. Which should help him this year. So. And they're, they're definitely a more newer duo. So this last season, I think, was great for them. It was very important. Even though they didn't finish very high up, they finished in a really good place to where they just proved themselves for the upcoming season. Yes. So I'm really excited for them also to see how they excel this season and just, I mean, their drivers are great. And yes. Yeah. Lando did really well. Oscar Pretty did really up. well. Yes. Mark. I think they can just only go up from here. Truly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, there's a little bit about, like, relationships on the grid, too. <laughs> it's really interesting to see, like, yes. as an F1 fan, like, Lando was really close to Carlos <laughs> when Carlos was at McLaren. Yes. And Carlos left McLaren to go to Ferrari. Ferrari. And then Oscar kind of just... He was racing in F2, and then a team announced that he was going to race for them, but they hadn't talked to him about it. So they kind of faked everyone out with that. And then they he just released, up... They released a statement essentially saying that Oscar was coming to drive for them. And then Oscar was like, um, I, mean, I never I'm actually said not. that. Yes. And then McLaren fought, fought really, really, really hard to get Oscar there. And I don't think Oscar's going to be leaving anytime soon oh, for no. that reason because they fought so hard for him. Yeah. Unless they pull a Danny Rick. We'll explain that. <laughs> and that means... So Danny Rick was at Red Bull. He had the Red Bull seat with um, Max Verstappen. And he had the opportunity to leave Red Bull and go to Renault. And Renault is not a team anymore. No. They used to be. But they turn into Alpine, which is another team. Yes. And I honestly think that it was not a good not a good decision for him to leave Red Bull. But he I mean, if you watch Drive to Survive, this was the first episode of explain all of this. But he just wanted a fresh new start out of Red Bull. Obviously, like we said, it's really, really hard to be in the shadow of Max Verstappen, especially as his teammate, because I think you just feel that he's literally winning every single race. Like that yes. has to be hard as a driver to just feel like you're not performing as much as you yes. can. So he left Red Bull and went to Renault and Renault essentially just like they built their team around him, yes. getting him in their seat as their driver. That's what they just base the entire season, literally everything around. And then it was one season. And how far into the season was he when he announced that he was leaving? I think there was there was at least a few races left. Like it was kind of a random time. Yeah. It was not it was not a good time for him to announce mm-hmm. it, but he announced that he was leaving Reynolds and going to McLaren. So that's why we're saying that Oscar could pull uh Danny Rick because obviously McLaren fought for Oscar Piastri really hard as Reynolds did for Danny Rick. And if Oscar just leaves McLaren, like that could leave a big gap for McLaren as it did for Reynolds. Yes. And obviously Reynolds is not a team. Yes. And F1 anymore. So it didn't work out for them. Sadly, no. Um, and then Lando, I think definitely Lando is staying too at yes. McLaren. I think he re-signed too yes, um, which is great. last week, which is great for him. We were very happy for them. So I definitely think I love them as teammates. They're yes. really good teammates. They have really good, just like, 
don't know really. They what? get along. They get along really well. Which is kind of rare because in F1, it's like your team is your biggest rival. And so it can cause gaps between them and then it like makes them bitter. But I think they're in a good place right oh, now. Oh, yes, absolutely. I think we're ready to move on to Aston Martin. Let's do it. Yes. So Aston Martin has Fernando Alonso yes. and Lance Stroll. Yes. And who's their team for team? Um, Mike Crack, I think is his yes. name. So Fernando Alonso, Fernando Alonso, I love Fernando. Yes. He was TikTok public <laughs> figure of the year. There's literally nothing that that man can't do. No, everything. <laughs> everything. He has been racing for ever. How old? He was getting his, like, he was a two-time world champion when we were born. Yes. Which is crazy. So he's been racing for a very long time. He pulled a Tom Brady um, how many seasons ago? Two seasons ago? Yes. He pulled Tom Brady two seasons ago, left, and then came back and is now with Aston, Aston Martin. He also is definitely someone who we think that this will be his last season, which I'm very sad to say because oh, yes. I love Fernando and I will be very, very, very sad the day yes, he retires but for he, good. He's he had it once. most Grand Prix raced in ever. Yes. That's how long he's been in it. It's been forever. He's gone it yes. to every single team, Ferrari, everything. Yeah, he's been it. Yeah, mostly every team. So he's an amazing driver, I don't think. And it's, I don't think Aston Martin and Fernando's their number one, right? Is yes, yes. Lance? <laughs> Lance is their number two. Yes. And he's also, um, so Lawrence Stroll owns Aston Martin, and Lance Stroll is Lawrence's son. Yes. Which kind of gives him, it gets him hate, for sure. Because um, Lawrence Stroll is very, very, very wealthy. And essentially what happens is Lawrence Stroll will buy an F1 team, and wherever Lance's dad buys the F1 team, Lance get a seat, get, gets a seat at that team. Yes. So that's why he gets a lot of hate because his dad just buys the team and then he gets a seat at whatever He doesn't have team. to prove himself. No, but he also does prove himself. I was just about to say, he does, He though. does prove himself. He's a good driver. He's definitely not someone that, like, stands out to me as a driver, but he is a good driver, and I think he proves himself, and it's not just like, oh, I get to drive here because my dad's on the team. I think he definitely proves himself as a driver um, just in races, but... He, yeah, he's just not someone that I'm like, oh, Lance Stroll. Yeah, agreed. But <laughs> he's not hes not terrible. Mm -hmm. He's not what people make him out to be. No, and I definitely think over time he can improve because he's still so young. Agreed. He has, agreed. A, lot of, a, lot of, he has a lot of time to improve. and He's just, done well in F2, I'm sure, in F3. I mean, he's really worked his way up to F1. Yeah, absolutely. So good for him. Yes. <laughs> Aston Martin is also someone – this this year, I don't know. Do we think that there's going to be made changes about Aston Martin this season? I'm not sure. I Me mean, I, their car is launching soon. Yes. I mean, really, everyone is. So we'll just have to see Bahrain. It's coming up this yes. month. May 2nd. And, yeah, very exciting. Let's move on to Alpine. Alpine finished. So there's a big jump. So Aston Martin <laughs> finished at 280. And then Alpine finished at 120. So, <laughs> large gap. We're going to say that the five teams that we just described, so Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, and Aston Martin, are the top five. Then we have the teams who are 
I don't want to say, I don't know how to preface this, but just haven't been like, okay, for example, Ferrari has been a brand for literally hundreds ever. of years, hundreds yes. of years. So they have been just, everyone knows who Ferrari is. Like Ferrari has the famous quote, like if you see a race car, if a kid sees a race car, it's going to paint it red. Yes, Sebastian Vettel said yes, it was. Yeah. Everyone's a Ferrari fan. <laughs> so everyone knows who Ferrari is because they're such a well-known team. So these are the teams that are, like, if I told you and you didn't know what Alpine or Williams or Haas or any of those, those are the teams that you probably wouldn't be more familiar with. And something that happened more recently is from, let's say, so Haas is in last place. Haas is in 10th place, and they scored a total of 12 points this year in Constructors. Compared to Red Bull's 800. Yes. So there's a big difference between cars and everything, but the FIA, which if you don't know what the FIA is, it's... It's like the organization that kind of keeps F1 in check, like rules, stewards, all that. They They watch the races, and they... They dish out penalties, disqualifications, all that. So they're kind of like the referees of F1. Yes. So there's definitely a big difference, but they added a price cap. So that just essentially means that their Red Bull spends a lot of money. Because they can afford to. Yes, but Haas necessarily can't afford to spend the same amount of money as Red Bull can. So they added a price cap, which means that Everyone has to spend the same amount of money and no one can go over it. And there was a little bit of controversy last season, not last season, I'm sorry, the season before that, 2022 season, because Red Bull exceeded the price cap. And that was definitely something that caused a lot of controversy. But that was definitely something that was, I think, I honestly think good because it just gave everyone a more level playing field because that means that Haas probably maybe can compete with the more higher yes. end yes. F1 teams. It benefited the bottom five mostly, not the top five. They yes. kind of yes. struggled. But So the top of that top five is Alpine. And Alpine is... Pierre Gasly, Esteban Ocon. And so I'm pretty sure Pierre's their number one. Yes. He was at um, Alpha Tauri. And Red Bull. And Red Bull. He's been the last two years. Yes. And if you didn't know, Alpha Tauri and Red Bull, which Alpha Tauri is now Visa Cash App Racing Bulls. That was a <laughs> That's very, new. Yes, That's that re-branded. was a very new knee, um, knee brand. rebrand that happened this month. So that was definitely something that happened. But they're sister teams. So Red Bull also owns Alpha Tauri, which I think is crazy that they have two teams. It's interesting. It's very interesting. It makes them always connected, which... Yes. Has its downsides. Yeah. So, for example, Pierre had the Red Bull seat at one point um, with Max, and <laughs> he got that seat taken away, and he got put it off a towery because they're connected. They can literally just switch drivers if they want to. It's really weird. They have a lot of power compared yeah. to the other teams. Oh, yes, absolutely. So, Pierre's my number one. I honestly really like Pierre. Yes. I think he's a really good driver. He did win in an Alpha Tauri, which was, I think, huge for him. Shocking, yeah. Um, and then Esteban, I'm, I mean, I'm not a big Esteban fan. No, I mean, 
he doesn't really like you said about Lance. He doesn't stick out to me, mm-hmm. probably because he stays away from media and all that. But yeah, absolutely. I think he just hasn't really proved himself yeah. as much as he could. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly where he finished in the points, but because he's been Alpine for at Alpine for a very long time, yes. and he hasn't left, and he just hasn't really gone anywhere. He's just very much stayed the same, and yeah, again, just want, not one of those drivers that just like sticks out to you because yes. you just don't really see them in races, like making those moves or he's inconsistent. I yes, would say. absolutely, and he. I mean, he. There was one race where he just caused Max to crash. Yes. And yeah, very just like inconsistent, especially on the track. Super inconsistent and just, yeah, just not putting not out the best reliable. results. Yeah. On the track. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of him. Mm-hmm. And also with the bottom five teams, they can pull F two drivers. So an F two driver is. They're obviously really good. They can win F2, and then they can be pulled up into F1 and then given those seats. So like, Esteban, obviously, is really not proving himself, so they could give one of their seat that, that seat to Esteban. And the F2 drivers, so the same teams own F2 teams, so those are still their same drivers. So literally everything is connected. Yes, and that's it's really so interesting. Cool. Yes. So like, they can just like pick and choose who goes where, what happens when, and... That's all just so crazy. Next we have Williams, which something that I thought that was always super cool about Williams and obviously also a drive to survive, it explains it. Williams is a family owned team. It was, it's not in that right now. Um, They got, they sold, but um, Williams was a family owned team, which was definitely something that you don't really see. And there's usually obviously like the companies, the big fun companies. Investors. Yes. In F1. So Williams is not a family-owned team anymore, but they were, which was something that stood out to me definitely when I was watching Drive to Survive. They finished with 28 points in the um, (laughs) Constructors' Championship, which is definitely a big jump from Alpine to Williams, from 120 to 28. That's where you can definitely see who's maybe getting a little better and then who's, like, not going anywhere. And these are the teams that you just see season to season who are just – not going anywhere yes they have alex albon and logan Sargent, and james vowels is their team principal yes and so logan is also a rookie but i think it's all just so new to him Mm -hmm. that he couldn't really perform or like wasn't adapting to the car as well as say alex was because he did well this season for a williams he really performed and showed that you can put him in truly any car and he'll excel. And he used to be at Red Bull yes. with Max, actually. Yes, and that's who Pierre got replaced with. Yes. So Pierre got taken away from Red Bull, put at Alpha Towery, and then Alex got Moved the Red Bull up. seat. Yes. Which is interesting. Yes, very interesting. <laughs> but then he lost that and went to Williams. Yes. And I think, yeah, I definitely think he's a good, he's a very good driver. And I definitely think he proved himself this re- recent season. And that's definitely what the big, I'm going to call them the big five teams. Yes, yes. <laughs> the big five teams want to see, they want to see those things where you can drive a Williams and you can perform yes. and be able to perform in that car to be able to perform in the bigger cars. Yes. And what's interesting to me is that like Williams also has a lot of history similar Absolutely. to Ferrari, but... They have, like, world championship winners like Prost 
But it's weird that they went from, like, top five to, like, the lower yeah, unrecognized absolutely. teams. So that was William. And then we have AlphaTauri, which AlphaTauri is now Visa Cash Shop <laughs> Racing Bowls, which we don't really know what to call them. It's a lot of sponsors Very for a lot. team name. And I don't, I liked AlphaTauri. Like, I liked how yes. it sounded, and now it's well, they Visa used to be, Cash Shop Racing Bowls. <laughs> they used to be Toro Rosso. Like, which that was, was so too. good. Yes. I don't know so why I think they, they want to be called VCARB now. <laughs> oh, God. Which is not any better. <laughs> um, no, truly. But yes, VCarb is. Just, it's very, it's very weird because you're thinking yes, they're connected to Red Bull, so they should have a good car. No, no they finished. Not so much. They finished with twenty five points. So they did. Not very decent. I mean, they it did okay. Yeah, they have Daniel Ricardo and Yuki Tsunoda, which, which I mean, we love them. Yes, they're actually like a good duo. Oh yes, I love them together. They're they're great. Their personalities are some of my favorite. When you watch Chapter <laughs> Survive, you'll, you'll get to see, see that. their personalities. Yes. That's so. Danny Rick is definitely the number one. Oh, Danny yes. Rick is a very experienced driver. Danny Rick has been at a lot of teams. Um, he actually came in. Well, he retired from. McLaren, I mean, they kicked him out, truly didn't retire. Yeah. But then there was Nick DeVries, who started off in AlphaTauri this past season. And then in the middle of the season, Helmut Marco, who owns Red Bull and AlphaTauri, decided that he wanted to bring Danny Rick back in and kick Nick DeVries out, which was very unexpected. Very unexpected. It was interesting. And Danny Rick is someone who, he wasn't performing... For a while, I'd say, because Red Bull, and then he was at Renault, and then he went to McLaren, and McLaren was a really, really, really rough season for him. Yes, they just were putting a lot of pressure on him, yes, and because, it got to him. Yeah, because just the transition, and then the pressure from what he did at Renault, then moving over to McLaren, yeah, there was just a lot of pressure on him. We're very happy to see him back at AlphaTauri this Thriving. season. <laughs> but I do think, so, me personally... Danny Rick, he's, I mean, he's a little bit older, but I think he's definitely, I don't think he's going to be done this season, but I think in the next upcoming seasons, I think he's going to be done pretty soon. As sad as I am to say that. I think that he will go back to Red Bull. And I think that because Checo is just getting near, he's a lot older than Danny Rick. So I think he's definitely more done than Danny Rick is. So I think that either maybe this season or at the end of next season, I think that Red Bull is going to put Danny Rick back in uh, Red Bull seat. I would love to see that. I would too. I think he could, because of the experience and retiring coming back, I think that he would be able to prove himself. Yeah. I think he did good at Alvatore this season too. Yes. So I do think that... For and, only being in a couple races. Yeah, absolutely. And I think cause he... Um, Injured his hand and he was in for one race when he replaced Nick then got injured, then was out for, like, three races, then came back and only raced, like, four or five races. Yes. That's <laughs> bad, but I think it would be really good for him just for maybe his last season to just be in a Red Bull because you can't really prove yourself in an Alpha <laughs> No, agreed. It's hard to say you can't. And then Yuki, on Drive to Survive, this is my favorite episode. His line is that he hates working out, and that it ruins his day when he works out, especially in the morning. <laughs> and I think that he is just, he's hilarious. Yes, and 100%. his personality off track and on track are very different. He's very aggressive on yes, track. Yes, very aggressive. Agreed. He's very, 
I will say he is a reckless driver. Oh, yes. I agree. It's crazy. His driving him. style is... I don't think it's similar to anyone else's. No. And that is why I think he's at AlphaTauri right now. Because AlphaTauri obviously wants, like, grit. But I don't think that he's at the caliber he is He's now. uncontrollable. Yes, to be out <laughs> one of the bigger teams. Yes. Because I don't think they can... He's very, like, unpredictable. You can't tell if he's going to perform or if he's just going to be, like, insane. <laughs> yes, and I think that's why they wanted someone who was more experienced rather than a rookie because he can kind of use Danny Rick as, yeah. like, a role model, truly. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think Yuki is still proving himself. Oh, yeah. But there is definitely some room for improvement for Yuki <laughs> in this next season. That's a good way to put it. So, Avatar, I think... I think do good this season i think they could step up their game i think they've been working out they've been all, both of the drivers have been working pretty hard agreed <laughs> agreed so next we have alfa romeo which is now stake, stake. f1 team <laughs> there's a lot of rebranding going on i just i don't know what their logic is i think they're trying to be cool like the big teams are trying to be cool yes. it's like v-carb and stake like Ew. Yeah, they could have done a lot better with that. Like, steak, like, Alfa Romeo is fine. Like, that sounds, like, classy yes. to me. And, like, steak, like, excuse <laughs> me, and their branding is, like, black and lime green. It just, it's just disgusting. They changed everything about yes. themselves besides the, like, core people who are Valtteri Botas and Zhou Guanyu. Yes, and is it true that... Drake owns the team now. Okay, so... We can't figure this he out. He did the announcement on Instagram for when they were rebranding Stake. And I think he owns part in the team. Yeah, because like, he posts on Instagram, like, yes. literally, like, he, like, transferred, like, a bunch of money. I know! But I think it's kind of like how Travis Kelsey, they, like, own part in Alpine yeah. or something. And also, that's really cool. Some of the... F- um, I think it's, it's Danny Rick and Lewis Hamilton. They own... I think Lewis Hamilton owns part of the Denver Broncos. Yes. And then Danny Eric with the Bills, I believe. Something like that. It's something like that. But they own stock and part of um, NFL teams and NFL players own stuff in F1. Yes. So that's also super cool. It's like a crossover. Yes. So if you're a football fan, there's it's a lot of F1 drivers. easy transition. Yeah, there's F1 drivers involved <laughs> in that. So that's pretty cool. But Valtteri, I think Valtteri is definitely their number one. Agreed. Valtteri is an experienced driver. For sure. He's raced at, um, he raced with Lewis Hamilton at Mercedes. He has very, very, very blonde hair. And <laughs> he, um, he's very unpredictable. Very unexpected. Unpredictable. Like in his life outside of the track. Yes. You just never know what's, what he's doing next. Which we give viewer discretion if you watch that <laughs> F1 episode or you watch that Drive to Survive episode or you just go on his Instagram because yes. he has a calendar that is it's it's questionable. Interesting. It's very interesting. It was a fundraiser too, which is kind of yeah. concerning. Just viewer discretion advised if you yes. don't look at any of that. <laughs> All so, right. He's, um, a good, he's a good driver. I just yeah. don't think it was a good idea. I think also going back to the point again and again and again, it's really hard to be in the shadow, be in the shadow of a really good F1 driver. He was in the shadow of Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton was in his prime. He was winning. He was getting world championships, and Valtteri just was like behind him, like could never beat Lewis. And that's also explained in Drive to Survive episodes that it's like he just was like struggling. He was like, yes. I can't win. And 
I mean, obviously, if Lewis Hamilton is winning, like, Mercedes is not just going to be like, yeah, Lewis, move out of the way, like, let Valtteri win. And that's the same also with, like, um, going back to Ferrari, like, that's been something that's really... Hot inter- topic. Yes, with um, <laughs> Charles and Carlos, because they just have, I mean, they're both great drivers. There's not really one, that, like, distinct from the other. They're both very different in very different ways. So, like, fighting on track, it's just Ferrari decides which one they're choosing today to, like, be their number It's one always driver. different. They're always favoring a different person, which is interesting because they don't really – a lot of the other teams keep, like, with their number one and their number two. Yes, and Ferrari definitely does not seem to do that. They let them fight too much, in my opinion. Absolutely. There was an instance where um, Carlos – I think Charles was winning, and Carlos was already in the pit lanes – changing tires and they told Charles to pit while um Carlos was already in the pits and you can't do that because there's not two pit lanes there's one pit lane and he was parked behind they double stacked and usually they can make it work if they do the timing right but but they didn't they just they screw up their strategy and it ruins the races and so that's part yes. partially why it's hard to be a Ferrari fan. And let's just say that Charles and Carlos are their strategists. Oh, it's mostly Carlos, truly. But yes, which is also interesting why they would get rid of him because Agreed. he was definitely one of the better strategists Agreed. of the team. I agree with that. Anyways, back to <laughs> back to State. Back to State. <laughs> um, Zoe, who is the number two driver, also another driver that just, he's been like driving for a while he's just not one that like sticks out he really he keeps away from the media i'd say oh yes i don't see much from him like at all interviews like literally nothing he He modeled for dior which was very i mean good for him yeah he's like him and lewis hamilton are like the fashion icons of the grid but he truly doesn't like, his life is not in the spotlight yeah. outside of the track, I'd say. Yeah, which is definitely definitely a change. Like, I don't think he's on barely any Drive to Survive episodes. Not many, mm-hmm. truly. He just stays away from that, which, I mean, is is good. It's just, like, he's not, he's, he's not someone that stands out to me. No, agreed. Yeah. So, that's going to be interesting to see if they make any changes this this season or next season. And, obviously, like we said, there are... Contracts coming to an end, which is going to be very exciting. And I think we're ready to move on to our last and final team, which is Haas. And we would like to say that Haas lost their icon, Gunther Steiner. (laughs) If you watch Drive to Survive, Gunther Steiner is the face of Drive to Survive. He was something that, like, I... Let's just say he was a good team principal. Haas was Gene. Like, that's who I thought. Gunther is who I thought about when I thought of Haas. Like, he's like the face. Yes. Yes. And he was on Drive to Survive all the time. He's hilarious. <laughs> he's so funny. But unfortunately, Haas fired him. And that was a very sad day. I was at school when the, the news dropped. Same as every news. And I literally ran. I ran to her. I was like, did you see the news? She was like, what? And she was like, oh, yeah, I saw. And I was like, Steve. <laughs> He's I mean, so I was fired. sad, but, like... I was very sad. Just because, I, okay, I had just finished Drive to Survive, <laughs> and I was, like, heartbroken because yes. he's obviously, like, the face of it, and I was, like, 
but I've loved him and I'm just gone. Yes. So that was sad, but they have a new preteen principal now and they still have um, Nico Hulkenberg and yes. Kevin Magnuson. Yes. And they both have kids and both have children. So none of the other drivers do. That's it. That's them. They kind of stand out that way. All of the drivers have girlfriends. Well, most of them. <laughs> yeah, don't say all. <laughs> no, not all. Most. Um, but yeah, they're both married and have kids. They've both been driving for a really long time. And both have been switched off at different other teams. But when I think of Haas, those are the three people I think about. Because they've been a team for literally ever. A long time. A long time. So I personally think... It's good that they're getting a new team principal because I also think that their drivers are going to be done too. So I, agree. I think that this season, either they're going to replace their drivers and they're going to get new ones. Which, yes. speaking, speaking of, of that, <laughs> they just recently put Ollie Behrman as their reserve driver. Ollie Behrman is also a reserve driver for Ferrari, which was just announced today that he was going to be a reserve driver for Haas. It was announced last week that he was going to be a reserve driver for Ferrari, which is weird because I didn't know that you could do be a reserve driver for two that different was teams. Interesting. To um, me, yes. Which I guess you can because they don't both need you. I mean, they might need you for testing. They'll schedule for testing, which Haas will schedule Ollie for testing a lot more than Ferrari will. Yes, he already has six dates, and Ferrari has none for him yes. right now. So obviously, they pulled they pulled Ollie Behrman from F two up into F one. And also for Ferrari, one of our other favorite F2 drivers, Arthur, Lecla- Arthur Leclerc, is now reserve driver for Ferrari as well. So it's yes. Ollie and Arthur for reserve for Ferrari. And Arthur's Charles' br- younger yes, brother. if you didn't know. <laughs> um, and so that, that's definitely good. So I think that hopefully, I hope and pray that they give Ollie the Hasi. That would be a dream. And Ollie is only 18. He has a lot of... Time but, to prove himself, truly. I mean, Carl, or Charles was only, like, what, 17 when he was Alfa, at Alfa Romeo? Yes. That's, so he was very young. Yes, that's when he left Prema and go. got signed in F1, which yes. is... Ollie's having a very similar story to Charles in the way that came in F2. They both raced for Prema. Yes. Then did a free practice session for Haas and then... Signed yeah. a year later, so I mean... And obviously, Haas finished with 12 points last year. Like, they... That's why they need to change literally Agreed. everything. They need a fresh start because Gunter, he had been their principal for yeah. like a decade. He, he really was just, a good person. He just wasn't... I don't think he was that good of a team principal. They couldn't improve. No, he wasn't making the right decisions for them. And obviously that showed, and now he's fired. Which we thought he left, but he got fired. Yes, I think so. So we're d- I'm really excited to see where Haas goes because I definitely think they can improve Agreed. more than any team because if yes. you're just going to get a brand new, fresh start. They can only go up from there, yes. truly, from well, 12 points. That was all 10 teams. <laughs> wow. And I think that was a pretty good rundown of all of them. I think we should make an episode for F2 because Agreed. There's that is so a whole much. different side of we can't explain that there's a whole different side of f1 and then f2 so i think we're gonna do a whole other episode on f2 reserve drivers all of that but that was just the basis of who's who what teams are what and everything about that and i find really helpful definitely something that just helped me is just literally go on f1.com because 
they'll give you the breakdown of what literally everything. If you're new, you don't know what DRS is. <laughs> so <laughs> so yes. go, go go to F1.com and they literally give you videos of like F1 for beginners and it will explain you everything and it will give you lineups for drivers, lineups for team. And when I was when I was new, I literally Lyra coached me through it all and drive to survive and that was always meant to help me and then I literally when I found out everything and I was so excited to share this information I sat my dad down and I was like okay I'm gonna give you a lesson on every team and every driver and that's what I just walked everyone through so I definitely think that was super helpful for me so it was for those of you who are new to F1 F1 is just an amazing sport I'm so glad I got into it and if you're new here I definitely think that we're here to cater for you. So yes. if you're brand new, if you know nothing about F1, if you're a newbie and just ready to start learning and getting into it, or if you're a really experienced F1 driver, I think that this podcast is for everyone and is catered to everyone. And we're really excited to just get into more episodes. And next week, we're just going to be diving into more of the drama and there's car launches next week, and the races are all coming up. So Exciting. We are very excited to get into next week's episode. We will see y'all next week. Bye. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. <laughs> Stay up to speed by following us on all our social media platforms at F1 Fangirls Podcast. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to follow and subscribe. I'm Hayden. And I'm Lyra. Join us next week for our next episode.